All right, we are back. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying so far. We're here with Jerry, uh, and I, I got to tell you, man. Wasserberg. So Jerry Wasserberg, because he's talking there about you. how I, I Wasserberg. He's, he had to correct me. By the way, Jerry was in the uh, the school system for a while as an English teacher, uh, and and so what I'm what I think the reason why I'm so fascinated, uh, and, and guys, it's not that I'm at a loss for words. I love hearing his teachings uh, because. I think that you have an appreciation for language and words, not just because of your Jewish culture, but also because like of your understanding, how, you know, of your know, expression and enunciation and how it, you know, how you say things can mean something different and all that. So I just, so I'm really fascinated uh, by by that aspect of it. Um, so, of course, you know, we look at the King James Bible, and we say, this is the word of God, uh, and that this is the, the word of God. I want to know, does interpretation have an effect on how we receive the word of God? Or, or you know, what, what do you, have you heard any of that, the, the, the King James Version Bible is not the real Bible or any of that? How do you feel about that? Well, what question are you asking me? Are you asking me about the King James Bible or about interpretation? But both. Well, uh, the King James Bible was a, a real wonderful gift to the English language. Um, it still affects a lot of the idiomatic expressions that we, we, uh, we use. Um, but it was not the word of God that was spoken to the authors of the Bible. Right. Because it's in English. <laughs> right. <laughs> and none of those authors spoke English. Gotcha. You have uh, Moses and Isaiah and everybody in the Old Testament, for the most part, writing in Hebrew. Uh, there are a couple of sections in Daniel and Ezra, and I'm not for certain, but maybe Nehemiah, that are written in Aramaic, mm -hmm. which was the common language of that area of the world in that time. Uh, you have all of the New Testament authors writing in Greek. So when we get to the King James Bible, it is really the product of a long history of uh, translation from Latin and Hebrew and Greek uh, into the English language. And remember, uh, Jerome, I think in the 4th century, translated the whole Bible into the Latin language, that's the version that's called the He's Vulgate. He's got to be black. His name is Jerome. <laughs> had to throw that out there. I don't <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to throw you too far off, but that's what my parents named me, Jerome. What? <laughs> He's black. You didn't even see it coming. It's got to be. It's got to be Jerome. That is amazing. That's, I can just see now with dreads. We got to find a way to put some dreads on you. <laughs> no, but but seriously, this this is really fascinating. So so the English Bible that we that we call the King James Bible is not the first Bible that was written in English. Uh, John Wycliffe was burned at the stake. Uh, Cranmer was 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 uh, executed. These were all men who were trying to bring the language of the Bible or, or, or the the biblical uh, message in the language of the people, the vernacular. So, and so there was a kind of a power play going on within the institutional church, which at that time in the West is all Roman Catholic. Uh, only, the, only the priests could operate uh, in, in a religious way because 
they were the only ones who had access to Latin. Wait, so people were being killed because they wanted to translate the word of God? Yes, and I should say that people are still being killed around the world. Yes. In, in, and, in, and, in places yeah. for wanting to translate the word of God. And I, I think it's so funny because... Not that it's happening, but it's just it's so strange that in Western culture, you know, that uh, Christians are considered to be the oppressors. And, you know, and, and you know, when like they're with the bad guy and I'm like, OK, well, whose history are you looking at from that perspective? Because I understand the, the dark ages were pretty dark. You know what I mean? That there were that was a rough time. Uh, and, and, you know, um, but to find out that. In a lot of cases, it was the Christians that were being the ones oppressed and persecuted for even trying to, uh, I guess, ch- challenge the powers that be that had the, the, the word of God. Do you struggle with leading your family in regular Bible devotions? I sure did. My wife and I have seven kids, age 12 and younger, and I found it tough to find the time and energy. So I built an app called Actors Bible to help me disciple my family through role-playing the Bible in an interactive, participational, exciting, and discovery-based way. It includes the entire Bible as a script, broken up into 62 acts, 833 scenes. It scrolls as a teleprompter with 360-degree visuals of the Holy Lands where the stories took place and epic soundtracks. My family casts parts, listens to the audio drama, and then launches the teleprompter, which spoon-feeds us our lines. We screen-share it to our living room TV, and the Bible comes to life each and every time in our home. At the end of every scene, the software asks each casted player what they learned about God and the main characters, as well as what they will commit to obeying and or changing, thus directly applying the story to their lives as the Holy Spirit reveals. We get points and title increases as we progress, with the goal of going through the entire Bible in one to three years. This really helps us stay consistent. I have seen my whole family transformed, especially myself, with just 15 minutes a day. We also do this in concert with other families too, all individually going through Actors Bible scene by scene for family devotions. All the families then gather together, cast parts, rehearse a few times, and then present the multiple scenes back to back for an evangelistic outreach performance for our communities. Actors Bible will transform your family Bible time and help you reach your community too. Try it for free today. Within the Roman Catholic Church, uh, people who were trying to bring the Bible in the people's language were crossing the powers that be. Right. So is this the same thing that happened to Yeshua? Because it seemed like the battle was between, obviously the Romans don't have a, uh, at that time they weren't believers. And so you only have the Jewish culture and it's like in Jesus. So was it because of the Pharisees? Like, how do you see that? Because if the it's like the Roman culture's behavior, it's almost identical to the Pharisees' behavior uh, in this interpretation of the Word of God. Um, I'm not sure that follows. Uh, let me let me let me go back to one more thing about the King James Bible. Let me okay. see if I can talk about what you just asked. So the the King James Bible was uh, translated then from. Um, 
a, a uh, Greek and Hebrew text that was called the Textus Receptus. And the, I, I don't want to get into a whole long explanation, oh, please but since the, the 1600s, when that translation came out, the right. 1600s, many, many, many more manuscripts and fragments, they're called pieces of the New Testament, uh, not as much of the Old Testament, uh, but many, many, many more textual evidences have, have come to the surface. And so there's a whole science involved in taking all of that textual material and sifting through it. Uh, then there are, uh, they, they go through like the writings of the early church fathers and look right. for, for quotations of the scripture and compare those to the text that they have. And so there's this whole science that's, that's pretty extensive and has come up through their, their methodology what they believe is the best representation of the text as it was in the original. Right. Okay. So the Textus Receptus was very, very reliable. But further evidence since 1611 has shown us that there are places in the Textus Receptus where it is not as reflective of the original as what has been discovered since then. Right. So and I, I don't want to, by saying that, I don't want to undercut anybody's faith or confidence that when they read the King James Bible, they are able to receive the word of God yeah. in any way. Just that there are some, some things that have been discovered that some of them just come down to, it, it was in, in Greek, the, the words for you and we are very similar. So is this a you or is this a we? You know, gotcha. those kinds of things. There's there's nothing that's ever been discovered that would undercut the basic teaching of, of the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. There's nothing that's come up. that. And I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of times when people, when we are so hungry and thirsty for the word of God, I, I, tell, I, tell, I tell people all the time, like, be careful of becoming like an extremist where you, you're missing the beauty of translation that God so amazingly used the word of God to reach, you know, different tongues and cross cultures uh, and, and to bring people out. I think the, 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 the thing is, is for, for me, uh, I would never want to abuse anyone with truth. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, you that throw that King James Bible away because you hear these extremists that, that will say that. It's like, no, how about be grateful that God used that to bring you in and you're always welcome for a deeper understanding or an original understanding of the word of God. And, and I think that's what ultimately, and the reason why I brought up the thing with the Pharisees and, and Yeshua is because while you were talking about what was going on with the Roman Catholic Church, like only only the priests being allowed to have the Bible. I started thinking about how Yeshua actually said to the Pharisees, like, the reason you don't see who I am is because you error in the word. Live, interactive, family-friendly shows. Welcome to Family Fun Experience Theater. What can you expect? Well... Game shows, family comedy, swashbuckling farces, holiday extravaganzas, birthday parties plus superheroes, sci-fi and musical special. Expect something new and fun every week year-round. Relaxing, comfortable couch seating with views overlooking the Virginia Beach Oceanfront with plenty of fun snacks and drinks to enjoy. 
FFX's unique brand of family-friendly fun has the whole audience playing along from kids and teens to grandma and gramps. No kids? No problem. Whatever your age, our middle name is F-U-N. So what are you waiting for? Head over to FFXShow.org and get your tickets right now. You know, and, and I know that, kind of like what I said in the beginning, where people begin to think about what their experience of God is. That's the totality of God. Uh, it has to come this way. It has to, like, like we're more in control than, than they are, than the Messiah is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we can, I think that's how you get, you know, the, the denominations and the division. And, and it, it ends up just kind of... <laughs> veering off from the original heart of God. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that God's always had a heart to save every everyone? God created the world and the people in it to have uh, communion and to live in his presence. And when he, we chose to go our own way, he was resolved to bring us back into communion. That's what he did with Adam and Eve in slaughtering animals and covering them with skins. That's what he did in the uh, Old Covenant in the process of sacrifice. And uh, I've given you the blood on the altar to make atonement for your sins because the life is in the blood. And all of those things prefigured his intention. You know, we read about Yeshua that he was the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. So there was always God's intention to, uh, to have fellowship with, his, with the creatures made in his image, mm-hmm. let me put it that way, uh, to have fellowship with us uh, through the Son. So it, it is God's intention. Uh, he's not willing that any should perish, uh, but the fact is that he has also created us with the ability to reject him. Hey, everybody. Joanna Lauer here. As a singer, an actress, and a Christian, I know just how important social media can be. It's a place where you can network and connect with new people, keep in touch with friends and family, you can promote your business and even spread the gospel. But social media can also be a place of negativity, stress, posts and images that believers just don't want to see. The solution? Savior Connect. Savior Connect is a social media platform specifically designed for believers. Much like other social media sites, you can create your own free profile, add pictures, posts, and links, all without having to worry about seeing worldly images and messages. Savior Connect is the place where believers from all over the world can get connected. To create your profile, go to SaviorConnect.com today. Savior Connect. The Christian Social Network. Okay, so Efrat is an organization in Israel supporting pregnant women that unfortunately for financial reasons are considering terminating their pregnancy. Efrat comes in with love and compassion to be able to help each and every woman in need. Today we're actually celebrating, believe it or not, 80 4,047 babies that Efrat has saved. Each one of them is an entire world. We know God says each baby saved is an entire world, but it's not only the babies, it's especially these mothers. Every mother is an entire world. 
she didn't really inside want to have an abortion and we were able to support her. What do we do? First of all, we grab her and we hug her and we love her and we tell her she's not alone. No woman should feel alone. We do this in Israel every year, over 3,000 women a year we service and then we provide to them material support which they feel is a deciding factor to terminate their pregnancy. So they tell us, how can we afford a crib, clothing for the baby, how can we afford it? We want to have the child maybe, we already scheduled an abortion because everybody told us that's what needs to be done, how can we afford to have the child? So we provide for them everything the baby needs, a crib, a carriage, a baby bath, clothing, diapers, bottles, everything. And then their husbands, boyfriends, or the pressuring environment says, okay, that's nice. That's a nice, cute little thing. Uh, just a crib, a baby is so expensive. And we say, we know that. So we will be there for you all along your difficult time. And we provide a monthly package of baby formula, diapers, wipes, and basic staple products for the mother and child for 24 months after the baby's born. Now they can breathe. Wow, 24 months, the answer is yes. We are there for you, you are not alone. And if you need additional vocational training, we make sure you gain a profession. And for some of our most difficult moms that are really so pressured to the corner, that have nowhere to live, we actually have a shelter for them where we provide them housing with like-minded women who are considering terminating the pregnancy and have nowhere to live but want to keep that child. We provide them beautiful housing for the entire pregnancy, everything they need. We make sure they have a job so that later on they can fend for their newborn child and we support them for six months in this home after the baby's born. So look us up, our website is Crib Efrat, like a crib, Efrat is spelled E-F-R-A-T dot org. You can look us up, subscribe to our website so you can get updates as to the beautiful women that are supported and the beautiful babies that are born. Cribefrat.org, Cribefrat.org. And now we are servicing Jewish communities all throughout the world wherever they might be, especially here in the United States. But the organization has started in Israel, 47 years, 84,047 babies, cribefrat.org. Please look us up, connect with us on our socials, and see what the beautiful, beautiful gifts that God is showering Israel with for every single woman. Thank you. Because of that, I, I have to acknowledge my atheist audience. Uh, and some of the questions that they would have why why wouldn't god just fix it why if he's all powerful why not just fix it by fix it you mean us <laughs> cuz that that's when when i talk to atheists that's one of the biggest things they're saying god you're talking about this almighty creator who created everything and, and because of this situation in the garden, you know, what, what, what's the point in dragging this out? Why, why not just fix it? You know, uh, and I, and I kind of had the same look, <laughs> like, like, you well, know, it really comes down to a question of what is love and what is reciprocated love? And is that a more important factor than some pain that 
we experience uh, in, in this world. Um, you know, God could have set everything up so that we didn't have a choice, but then it's not really love, is it? It's something that's just hardwired into you. You right. didn't choose to uh, answer back to the, the, the initiating love on the other side. I think that it's important to God that we respond to him and he goes out of his way to show us that the suffering we are, are experiencing and i think this is what atheists are really primarily driving at is why is there suffering in the world pretty much and and there's, that, that's a good point you know, that, that's that's you know a question that's been going on since job and probably earlier um there is a redemptive quality to suffering though uh and, the, and the, the reality is that we serve a God who, who's not aloof from that suffering. He has actually entered into it himself. He took on human form in order to experience the same suffering, physical suffering, emotional suffering, the rejection mm -hmm. that we, we talk about, the painful rejection. Uh, and then, of course, to physically endure what is entailed in a crucifixion. God took suffering upon himself. And so he showed us that there's, there's this redemptive quality to suffering. You know, women go through oh, labor, right. intense suffering, but, you know, the, the end result And we're usually just standing there going, is, you can do it. Yeah. Is a new human being. Yeah. Somebody, somebody intended to bring joy. You know, the scripture says children are a blessing from the Lord. And while our culture may look at things differently now, uh, those of us who really understand God and un appreciate the, the value of the people that he's made in his image, right? Right. Welcome children with joy, but not without suffering. You know, even, even something as simple as trying to keep our bodies fit and healthy, there's a measure of suffering we have to inflict upon it in order to keep it that way, whether it's refraining from eating certain foods at certain times, whether it's, you know, forcing myself to exercise, whatever it happens to be, uh, progress, it seems, is made through, through suffering. suffering. I mean, even look at the, look at the uh, animal kingdom. Uh, we love our, our, our crabs here in Virginia, right? Right, yes. With your scrap box, make sure you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> But it takes an awful lot of effort for a crab to grow and grow and grow and grow, right? They have to keep suffering through the, the process of breaking off that old shell and then being vulnerable because underneath they're, they're soft shell crabs and they, they are completely open to attack at that moment, right? Right. So, so there's, there's suffering all over and it, and it seems to me that it is purposeful. Yeah. And it, see, well, see, now when you, when I, when you, you say it, the way you just did it, and, and again, this is why I love hearing you speak, is because you put that into perspective. And and I I, I remember watching my kids. You know, uh, I'm excited. I think it's just awesome that they're about to walk. But for them, it's just like, oh my gosh! Like I'm about, about to walk. I'm gonna take this first step, and their big heads are all wobbly. And and but it's just like, dude. And at first, it was like, okay. It's not cute anymore. Just walk. You can do it. You know, like you clearly can do it. But 
inside there's this struggle and there because they're going on this crazy adventure and then six hours later you know they take the first step and it's this big celebration but but when you think from their perspective it's like hey i've been carried for the since I've entered into this world and now I'm, you know, and, and so the reason why I say that is because even though uh, we, I think we can become dismissive with the value of suffering. You know, if we, if we never learn how to conquer our fears as a child over certain things, that stuff can follow us. Uh, suffering through, uh, I just, I just can't see how you can separate suffering from growth and development. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, think you can. But we live in a culture that has highly valued uh, happiness and ease and comfort. Is and is this so, what makes us look like the bad guys when you when you when we when we see that reality? You know that, that like I guess for people who don't believe what we would believe, they would say there is no value in suffering. Where we would say, well, clearly there is, and then they want to extract that part out. Well, I mean, let's let's just look at something very simple. Um, my neighbor is older and her yard needs mowing. Will I suffer myself to give up my time, to give up my lawnmower gas, to go and help someone? We can can raise it up or lower whichever direction we're talking about. But everything that's going to call me into service to my fellow human being is is going to in some measure cause me to suffer, suffer. in some way. Yeah, because Whether it's, it's not about me, right? Or money, yeah. Effort. So I, I I so it's so interesting because on the atheist side of things, I I you know I I do believe you did really bring that to revelation to say, hey, this is something that's just a part of reality that you know that maybe we have been kind of in idolatry over what goodness and happiness is versus embracing reality but then it's interesting also on the christian side where you know there's this idea that and i I think this is what makes it difficult for atheists when you see the argument amongst believers when you see believers that say oh well the old testament is no longer valuable because we have Christ now, everything should be great. Everything should be good now. And, and it's, it's our faith that brings in that goodness. How do you speak to that? Well, I think that anybody who calls himself a follower of Christ and thinks that there's, there's, that means an end to trial and suffering hasn't really read the words of the New Testament very carefully, even without getting out of the Gospels. Jesus says, in the world you're going to have Tribulation, right? right? That's an old-fashioned word that doesn't get yes. used too much. <laughs> no. But that means super-duper trouble. Right, right. In, in the world, you'll have tribulation. That's the King James, right? Uh, but I have overcome the world. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. Yeah. And one of the most astonishing verses to me uh, is in Philippians. Paul says to, to, to the Philippians early on, he says, It has been given to you not only to believe in Yeshua, but to suffer for his sake. Suffering in that sentence is as much a gift as faith in Yeshua is. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> so that any, anybody, yeah. Who, anybody who, who has been taught that to follow Jesus means an end to trials in this life has not been taught well. Right. 
And, and, and I think that for the sake of relativity to relate to the generation, uh, because there, there, there is a reality that the, that churches and there was a time period where uh, the message of of Christ in the Bible was used to we used the term Bible beaters. It was used to put fear into people and used, you know, and, and terribly mishandled. And I always try to be sympathetic and empathetic to people's experience with people who mishandled the word of God. Mm -hmm. Because I know that they can say, oh, Christians do this, Christians do that. It's like the moment you do that, you've become just like the people you're talking about.